0: You're listening to the Kerry Woodham Mornings Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Cast your mind back to 2016-2017. The national government was getting hammered almost daily over the number of people who'd been reduced to sleeping in cars because they had nowhere else to live. For the past two winters of 2016 and 2017, Marae in Auckland had opened their doors to families in desperate need of food and showers and a good night's sleep. Housing Minister Nick Smith said at the time that record population growth in Auckland was to blame for more pressure being put on the bottom end of the housing market. He said a concerted effort would be made to increase the housing supply and said the government was not failing. Well, Labour were having none of that. They pointed to the State House sell-off Andrew Little, then Jacinda Ardern, thundered away in the media, pointing to overseas outlets highlighting the shocking problem of homeless Kiwis in a country that prided itself on its generous social welfare legacy. This is Andrew Little back in 2016 on Radio New Zealand.
1: Well, you expect there to be a bit of a lag from the time that somebody finds they don't have a roof over their head and they're, they're homeless, they're genuinely homeless, um, to the time they get placed. There's always going to be a bit of a lag. You expect there to be, if not days, certainly uh, maybe, you know, two or three weeks, but not the seven months and eight months that we're seeing now for people. And and knowing that this problem has been there, even as of last year, it was taking more than three months to house people who were in the chronic homeless situation now we've doubled that time and it's just getting worse because whatever the government's doing simply isn't working
0: yeah what do you know what do you know six or seven months was considered shocking now we've got people in emergency accommodation for up to two years substandard emergency accommodation where violence is a part of life intimidation is a part of life gang activity is a part of life it is no place for children or families Homelessness became a key platform when Labour was on the campaign trail in 2017. Now we have one of the highest levels of homelessness in the OECD. Back in 2018, Jacinda Ardern's government pledged $100 million to shelter the homeless. She said the fact that hundreds of thousands of children are living in homes without enough to survive showed the capitalist market had been a blatant failure. She said her government would ensure that people had an enjoyable life where their work is actually enough to survive and to support their families. How's that working out? Not so great. Five years later, poverty, inequality and homelessness are all worse. The waiting list for public housing has increased from 5,000 to more than 26,000. From 5,000 to 26,000 the time spent in emergency accommodation and continues to increase with the average stay up to 26 weeks quite a bit quite a bit more than andrew little was saying was unacceptable up from 21 weeks a year ago 3 weeks back in 2018 as of march 10232 households that had been in emergency accommodation for more than 2 years up from 63 a year ago 18 the year before that it is a disgrace and the reason for the shocking increase can be sheeted home to this well-meaning impotent government just about everything they have done to improve the lot of people they say they care the most for has blown up in their faces I have absolutely no doubt they care they just haven't got a clue how to fix it despite spending years in opposition despite railing against a government that they said was failing they had the answers vote for us we'll fix it they have made it immeasurably worse they can't build social housing fast enough war was declared on landlords and not enough assistance is being given to the people in motels to help them get out of the poverty trap that they're in as wellington city missioner murray Edridge told the Michael king breakfast this morning
1: In the course of my my work, I get to see people who have been in emergency housing for a very long time, so it's not an unusual circumstance. I think the biggest problem is, though, is that that housing is often not suitable, certainly isn't suitable for long-term tenancy, and to date, we've seen people with insufficient support. So the reality is, with that situation, they don't have the mechanisms to change change their circumstances. And our conversation with government, and we're seeing some changes, we believe, coming through shortly, is that people in emergency housing will be better supported and hopefully as a consequence able to to step out of that emergency housing process.
0: Exactly. The ideal would be for people to be able to earn enough money to be able to find a place to rent, to be able to sell themselves to a potential landlord and say, look, I know I've been in emergency housing but look here is my job I you know I don't have debt I've got two kids that need to go to school please take me on but the landlords have left apart from those who were you know dedicated landlords and that was their sole job the mum and dad landlords have said this is too too tough for us it is simply not worth our while to provide houses So some have gone to first-home buyers, which is great, but a lot of these people in emergency accommodation are a million miles away from being first-home buyers. Every single person in emergency accommodation in these substandard, for the most part, motels should feel justifiably cheated by this government. They were promised so much more. They were they were promised a place to live. They were promised that they would be able to earn enough to look after their kids. And they've failed. They they have been failed by a government that has failed on just about every metric on which they campaign for election. For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to News Talks at from 9 a.m. weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.